The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. On this day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me... 12 poisonings, 11 eyeball pluckings, 10 sleepless weekends, 9 missing hobos, 8 awkward dates, 7 medical malpractices, 6 southern stabbings, 5 golden rings, a quadruple homicide, a few cryptic notes, 2 teenage dirtbags, and a lunatic ex-husband. Welcome to the seventh day of Podcast Miss. I can't believe we've made it this far. Over halfway. Oh, we're over halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Functioning with no sleep. Whoa, Podcast Miss is almost done. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyways, um... No fun accents today, so sorry. I'll just uh, sing you the jingle and uh, get on the road. Let's do it. Here's some more singing for you. On the seventh day of podcast, miss my favorite podcasters gave to me seven medical malpractices. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a hard time staying on tune. Yeah, I can't do it because you can't sing. No, not at all. Horrible singer. It's all right though. All right, well. <sighs> All right, well, I'm freezing my butt off in the garage, so let's get to it. I want to go to okay. bed. Okay, okay, me too. So, seven medical malpractices. Um, I don't know if you would really consider these medical malpractices, but um, they were in a hospital. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> do with that what you will. Anyways. Why did so. we call it seven medical malpractices then? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I guess it could be considered medical malpractice. I'm not really sure. Anyways, so the Lewis A. Johnson VA Medical Hospital in Clarksburg, West Virginia, had a peak in deaths in Ward 3A in June of 2017 to July of 2018. During the year, approximately 20 patients died in the hospital, most of which were dying from unexplained hypoglycemia, which is extremely low blood sugar, which often leads to organ failure and death, if not treated. Um, All of the patients died at night, and a lot of them weren't even diabetics. Interesting. So initially, the deaths were determined to be of natural causes, since most of them were already pretty sick at the time. They were in the hospital. And seven of these deaths were attributed to Redophilus maze. Hmm. Um, Back to my southern co-workers, I had an argument with one of them that her name is pronounced Rita. I disagree. I think it is pronounced Retta. It is R-E-T-A. So. I agree. You agree Retta or Rita? No, Retta. So, I think um, my coworker's a loon. So, Retta was born on June 16th, 1975 in Reynoldsville, West Virginia. There's little known about Retta's childhood. 
In 2001, at 26 years old, Retta joined the West Virginia National Guard. Um, this was just a few months after 9-11. I don't know if that's a coincidence or if that's what caused her to join the Army. Not sure, but anyways, she joined the National Guard. She worked as a chemical equipment repairer. In 2003, she was deployed to Iraq in the 1092nd Engineer Battalion. In 2005 through 2012, Retta worked as a correctional officer at North Central Regional Jail. In 2012, she started working at a group home for adults with disabilities as an entry-level caregiver, and in just three short years, she became the residential manager. In 2015, she started a job as a nursing assistant at the Lewis A. Johnson VA Medical. Being a veteran and being hired by the VA is a really big honor. It's supposed to show a lot about someone's character. She worked the night shift on Ward 3A, which was their med surge unit. Med surge is like a general unit. It serves adults who are there for a variety of reasons, typically things like illnesses that aren't super severe, post-surgery, observations, things like that. So this might be a dumb question, but VA hospitals, are those only for veterans? Yes. Okay. So not only did she kill some people, but she killed seven veterans. Yes. Okay. Trash bag. Got it. 100% a trash bag. Okay. <laughs> and elderly veterans. All of them were elderly. Right. And I know how you feel about old people. Love them. I know you do. I'm sure this was hard for you to research. It was. It made me really sad. I'm sure it did, since you've dedicated your life to helping the old people, and this woman just killed them off. Yeah. So, as a nursing assistant, her responsibilities on this unit would be things like taking vitals, measuring and recording the input and output of urine. Yeah, like what they're eating and drinking and what they're disposing of. Gotcha. Checking their blood sugar levels, sitting one-on-one with patients who needed observations, things like that. Okay. Rita really seemed to be thriving at this hospital. However, within a year of her working there, a lot of patients started dying. Her coworkers would jokingly call her the angel of death. Hmm. But they had no idea that Rita was actually to blame. They just thought it was a coincidence. She right. just always happened to be there. People were dying. Oh, what fun. Yeah. It wasn't until seven patients died from all of the same thing that a doctor at the hospital noticed this strange coincidence. He thought it was especially strange because most of these patients were not even diabetics. Yeah, that would be weird. Right, super weird. So he reported it to hospital leadership and an investigation was launched immediately. Retta was pretty instantly a person of interest. It seemed she was the common denominator. She was there for every single one. Right. There was no solid proof that Retta was involved, so the hospital couldn't fire her until the investigation was over. However, early on in the investigation, they did find that Retta lied on her application, and they fired her for that. Um, I couldn't really find exactly what she lied for on her application, but I think that it was that she wasn't actually credentialed. Like, she worked as a nursing assistant, but she was not, like, a tech or a CNA. Like, she didn't have any education. Or certifications, because in many sources it said that she wasn't licensed or certified in healthcare, but she worked as a nursing assistant at this hospital. So it sounds to me like maybe that's what she maybe told them on her application, and they just glitched out again. Let her. What part didn't you hear? Just the very part it said, and she wasn't verified. So it sounds to me that maybe she told them that she was, they didn't check, they didn't verify it, but I'm not really sure. Not positive of that. 
Right. But that's what it seems like to me. That's what it seems like to me as well. Seems like somebody didn't do their job. Even though it is very easy. I don't know about every state, but in North Carolina, you're on a database. Okay, so like here's the thing. I understand. I, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Obviously, with VA hospital, we should probably, you know, thoroughly like check things, whatever out. Okay, but like when I used to be a manager of a restaurant, when I hired people, I was supposed to call like their past places of employment, you know, and like make sure they were okay. And sometimes I just had a lot of shit going on. So I just pretended I did. Okay, but the difference is, is that that is a um, restaurant worker. And this is someone who has to be licensed in order to have the job. I understand that. But I'm just saying one of my manager co-worker friends um, hired this dude. And then like a week in, the cop showed up to arrest homeboy because he like stabbed one of his co-workers. <laughs> and they hired him to work in the kitchen. It was like a kitchen. Remember you remember? It was not good. It was not good. I mean, so, I, I understand being busy, whatever. Sometimes you just don't want to do it. I get that. But again, you have to be licensed or certified to do these jobs. No, I understand. I'm just saying. So you should look into it 100%. I'm just saying, plain devil's advocate, been there, done that. Bit me in the ass a few times. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying. It, they definitely should have. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So Reddit's first victim was 82-year-old Robert Edge Sr., he was a Korean War veteran who served in the Navy. After serving, he worked at Westinghouse Engineering and Maintenance for 30 years. I couldn't find why he was in the hospital, but while he was there on July 19, 2017, Reddit injected him with a lethal dose of insulin, which plummeted his blood sugar levels, and he died the next day. While he was a diabetic, this insulin dose was not needed or ordered by the doctor. And also, Retta wasn't licensed, so she really couldn't at all, but... A nursing assistant, CNA, tech, whatever you want to call them, um, they are not trained to give Medications. medicine or injections right. of any kind. Like, that's not her job. So, this was not her job at all, so she had no reason to be giving him insulin. How, how did she even get the insulin, then? Well, apparently, um, it was a not a secured drug. Okay. I just wondered, because normally isn't that stuff kept under, like, a lockbox? Um, it's supposed to be, but this was not. And right. it wasn't even that long ago. It was in 2017. <laughs> I'm sure that this case was infuriating for you. Like, I can just tell that you're, like, so mad right now as a healthcare <laughs> worker of, like, the oversight of this hospital and yeah. allowing these old people to be murdered. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it should be in a lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Insulin typically is not like something that you would overdose on. Right. So, I mean, I guess I could see how it wouldn't be, but I don't know. I It should have been in my opinion, but anyway, so on January 28th, 2018, Robert Kozu, 89, also known as Pappy, was oh. an army. I know, isn't that cute? <laughs> Pappy. That's what he went by. That's the cutest thing ever. And he was 89. Yeah. He was cute. He was an army veteran who served as a parachutist in the Korean War. He was admitted to the hospital after having a stroke. While he was recovering, went to his room at night, injected him with insulin, and he died early the next morning. He was not a diabetic. Did they not have cameras? No. This is crazy to me. I don't understand how she killed seven people without getting caught. Yeah. Okay, continue. 
On March 18th, 2018, Archie Ed Gela uh, was 84. He was a Korean War Army veteran. He was in the hospital for observation to see if he needed to go to a nursing home. So he was there not even because he was sick, just because his family wanted to see if he was okay to be left alone or if he should live in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. That night, Retta went into his room, injected him with insulin. He started to crash. His blood glucose levels hit 24 when they're less than like 70 is like the range when like interventions need to start being made. So his was all the way to 24. The code team came in to revive him. They were successful. The next day, Retta went into his room again and injected him with insulin and he died. What a bitch. She did it twice. Yep. Did they fry her ass? You know, I don't think so. Okay. I hate this. Yeah, me too. I hate this case. Um, later in the investigation, his body was exhumed and there were four injection sites and he should have had none since he was only there for observations. He shouldn't even had like an IV, nothing in him at all. On March 25th, 2018, George Shaw, an 81 year old Korean and Vietnam Air Force veteran was admitted into the hospital for weakness and trouble breathing. He had heart disease and dementia. So his family talked him to going to be seen the day before he was set to be released. He died from hypoglycemia. George also worked at the same VA hospital. He was the supervisor of the mailroom. So he trusted this hospital. He worked there. Right. And Retta came in and shot him up with insulin, and he died that night. When his body was exhumed, he also had four unexplained injection sites. On April 3rd, 2018, 96-year-old William Holloway, a World War II Army veteran, was given lethal doses of insulin. Yeah, 96. 96 years old and she killed him. Yeah. What a bitch. I know. That's like, okay, killing people, not cool. Killing elderly veterans? What is wrong with you? Right. And she's a veteran herself. Right. So it's not even like she can be like, oh, I'm against war and veterans. Like, Right. She was a veteran. What's her motive at all? Does she have one? Not really. She just like thought it'd be fun? (laughs) I don't know. We'll talk about that a little later because there are a few different possible motives. But The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay. Anyway, so on April 8th, 2018, Felix McDermott, 82, Vietnam Army veteran, was brought in from his nursing home that he had been at for the last three years. He was having a bout of pneumonia. He was not a diabetic, but was given insulin by Retta and died. When his body was exhumed, they found unexplained ejection sites. He served 11 years as a parachutist, then transferred to the PA, Pennsylvania. I don't know why I said PA. Guard to finish his contract. He then worked as a truck driver until retirement. On June 3rd of 2018, Raymond Golden, an 88-year-old Army and Air Force veteran, met the same fate, and he was injected with insulin by Retta and died that night. Her last victim was on July 17th, 2018, Russell R. Posey, a 92-year-old World War II Navy veteran was injected with insulin while in the hospital. Retta was not successful, and he was released back into his nursing home afterwards. A couple of weeks later, though, on July 3rd, he passed. 
So was that her fault? Well, so the medical examiner could not conclusively say that the insulin was what caused his death. Okay. But he did have a hypoglycemic attack in the hospital. But right. they got stable, everything was fine, and then they sent him home. But he could have had, like, long-lasting effects from that. It could have killed him, or it could have been something else. Right. So all of these deaths were presumed to be of natural causes. They were all in the hospital. They all had low blood sugar. That's just what they assumed it was, so there weren't any autopsies. There wasn't really a lot of investigation until they found all of them were connected. Right. So the investigators contacted the families and informed them of the open murder investigation to get their permission to exhume the bodies to kind of speed up the investigation so they wouldn't have to go through the court. Makes sense. Most of the families agreed they wanted to know the truth. They wanted what happened to their loved ones. The investigation lasted two years and included 300 interviews. Oh my gosh. a lot of people to talk to. Yeah. They questioned Retta three times. She got to work that whole time, right? No. They ended up firing her for lying on her resume. Okay. I don't know, like, how far in, but... I just remember you saying they couldn't fire until they had proof, and then you said the investigation took two years. I was like, oh! No. No, they, they did end up firing her, but not because of this. They ended up firing her, like, under a loophole. Gotcha. So, Retta was questioned three times. Every time, she denied any involvement. Um, they looked through her internet history, her phone calls, reviewed all of the medical rector- records of the victims. They questioned the hospital staff. They only found circumstantial evidence on Retta. Um, There was no cameras that saw her. There were no cameras in the patient's rooms. No cameras to where the insulin was kept. It was kept in like a pretty open area. That's how she got it. They included her internet search. And their circumstantial evidence included her internet search, which was history of female serial killers. Oh. She had recently been watching the Netflix series, Nurses Who Kill. Oh. (laughs) Phone calls to her husband were the most... I can't even talk. I don't know. I'm getting infuriated. (laughs) Phone calls to her husband and the most damning fact was Retta worked during every single shift that the people died in. Well, yeah. Yeah, she killed them because she's a crazy psychopath. Right. So her husband, Gordon, was in jail at the time. He was in jail for child pornography charges. So all of their phone calls were recorded. Well, yeah. During one phone call to her husband, she was complaining about sitting with a patient and she wanted to freaking strangle them. Oh, okay. This call was the morning after one of the deaths of the patient. So they're assuming that's who she was talking about that she wanted to freaking strangle. There was another call where she complained about how her arms were sore from having to do compressions on a patient who she felt had no quality of life and they should have just let him go after his blood sugar dropped. Oh, was that one that she had killed? So it must have been one that she gave insulin and his blood sugar dropped and then she had to help revive him. Right. In July of 2020, Retta was arrested and charged with eight murders, which was later reduced to seven since the death of Russell Posey could not be conclusively said that it was the insulin. Right. Retta pled guilty to seven counts of second-degree murder and one count of attempted murder. She waived the right to a jury. In court, she openly admitted to the eight deaths but gave no motive. She said that she was taking medication for PTSD. I don't know how that has anything to do with anything. Right. I don't know why you having PTSD means that you get to kill veterans. Right. In your or any, I mean, kills anyone. I mean, but yeah. Right. But, I mean, she's using, like, her being a veteran, her PTSD. As an excuse for killing other veterans. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just think that uh, she shouldn't be able to kill anyone. 
No, definitely not anybody, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. She said that she took advantage of a flaw in their system. The software for the glucometers did not properly register blood glucose levels. And the insulin was stored in an unlocked, unmonitored area. So Retta would sneak in and take it without anyone noticing. She was sentenced on May 11th, 2021 to seven consecutive life sentences and 20 years. She is ineligible for parole. During her sentencing, the judge spoke out and said, Several times your counsels made the point that you shouldn't be considered a monster. Respectfully, I disagree with that. You are the worst kind. You're the monster that no one sees coming. I agree with that. She is 100% the worst. Yes. 100%. Definitely a monster. Um, since the deaths in the hospital, they have implemented tighter controls on their medicine to prevent this from happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Also, um, interesting fact that I learned, the um, like veteran affairs, like hospitals and medical centers, is the second largest like government agency. Yeah. What's the first? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to Google it? <laughs> to the <Yeah>. interwebs. <laughs> I can't feel my feet. Because <laughs> you're so cold. Yeah, I'm so cold. I need a heater. So this one says that it's the third, but it says the Department of Defense, the Postal Service, and then Department of Veteran Affairs. Hmm, that's crazy. Okay, I like it. Another one I found said it was the second. So either way, it's pretty high up there, which I wouldn't have thought it would be. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That's the um, story of Trash Bag Red Maze. Yeah, she's she's real trash. Like she's actually like I I want to punch her in the face. Yeah, me too. I don't also, know. Uh, I don't have a like. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, how am I gonna say this? That I don't. How am I gonna say this without pissing people off? Um, I don't have like a strong for or against the death penalty, but I feel like I may piss some people off when I like said like they better have fried her ass. But like that's one person I 100 would be for the death penalty for. Yeah. Like. And I'm sorry if that makes anyone mad. I'm sorry if any of our 130 people that listen to us, if that offends you. But uh, there's some people that I feel like really deserve the death penalty. And I feel like she's one of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, like the, there was really no motive. Right. And like there was one one article or I think it was an article. It might have been like a video. But either way, something that I saw said that her motive was that she said that she liked to... um that she would inject them and then just sit there and watch them die. But only one thing said that, so I don't know if that's true. But that's still not a motive. Like, oh, I enjoyed to watch people die? Like, F you. I mean, yeah, F you, but I mean, it's a motive. Enjoyment. (sighs) It's a horrible motive. It's a horrible motive. And then another one said that she, um, one more article that I read said that she liked to, um, or not that she liked to, that she felt that she was putting them out of their misery. And that's why she did it. But these people were not on death's door. Right. Like, yeah, they were old and a lot of them were sick. But, like, one of them was being set to be released tomorrow. One of them was not there for being sick at all. They were there for observation. Right. Multiple of them, I couldn't find why they were there. So I don't know why they were. But, like, they weren't on death's door. It's not like they were. I mean, again, this might piss people off. I'm not saying I'm for or against it. But, like, I could see if she was, like, you know, they were whole body was ate up with cancer and you know the typical like angel of death they're trying to help and put them out of their misery right like assisted suicide not saying that i don't know if i'm for or against that but either way 
Like, I could see that being her motive, but these were not those people. Okay, but even assisted suicide, I could see if she said they were suffering and they asked me for help. But you don't just take it upon yourself to decide that someone is suffering and kill them. I mean, but even that, I could, it's not that it's okay, but like, I could see that being her motive. Yeah. But these people were not. Right, these people were not suffering. Mr. Pappy had a stroke and he was recovering. Right. Yeah, not a fan. This one person, they revived him from her trying to kill him. And then she, and then she did it again. Right. Freaking biatch. Yeah. Yeah, that one made me really mad. And they were all in their 80s. And like, I don't know. I just, little old men, I love them. I know. Like, we get my, like, these little old men. And my coworkers are like, oh, Ashley, this new patient, he's your type. <laughs> like, I just love little old men. They're my favorite. They're my favorite people. I know they are. I just don't know how people could kill them. I don't know. Because they're monsters. She is. She is a monster. Definitely a monster. I don't know. All right. Well, let's quit ranting about the medical malpractices that weren't medical malpractices. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if that is considered a medical malpractice. Mm, I don't really know if it is. I mean, I would say no, because like... Medical malpractice is like a negligent act right. on your part that causes a death or injury or whatever. But like, right. it wasn't in her scope of practice to be giving people medicine. Like, it would be different if it was a doctor who accidentally prescribed them too much insulin and they died. Like, that would be medical malpractice. Right. So I don't know if this is really considered. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, because this says medical malpractice covers physician, surgeons, psychiatrists, dentists, nurses, midwives, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants. Right. And then it also says um, allied health professionals, including uh, physiotherapists, osteopaths, chiropractors, uh, podiatrists, occupational therapists, social workers, psychologists, pharmacists, optometrists, and medical radiation practitioners. So, Right, she's not any of those. A nurse assistant isn't even covered. And yeah, like a medical malpractice is a legal case of action that occurs when a medical or healthcare professional, through a negligent act or omission, deviates from standards in their profession, thereby causing injury or death to a patient. But like you said, she wasn't even supposed to be doing medications like that. So like that wasn't even her scope practice at all. Right. And like nursing assistants like practice under a nurse's license. Typically. So, I mean, I guess it could have been covered under whoever her, like, charge nurse was or whoever was above her. But I don't know. I don't know if it's considered medical malpractice. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not real up to date on that. All right. Well, we'll catch you tomorrow when we cover eight awkward dates. I got to get off here because I'm freezing my butt off. I'm so cold. It's not even funny. It's like, uh, it's got to be like 25 degrees outside. It's 37. Okay, well, I was close. <laughs> okay. Either way, either way, it's cold. And I don't want to hear any comments from the peanut gallery about if it's colder where you are than it is here. I got I got this uh, blood in me that has grown accustomed to the warmth. <laughs> and I don't like to be cold. And I have to record in my garage unless you guys want to hear kids the whole time. So I got to be in my garage that is not uh, climate controlled. Um, I don't know if you saw the weather, but um, next week, it's supposed to be 17 degrees. Blah! 
We got to record before that happens. I can't be in the garage when it's 17 degrees. What day is that? Uh, the 23rd. It's also calling for snow. Oh, that's Christmas Eve Eve. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> you know, I love Christmas Eve Eve. It's my favorite day of the year. I know. I think I like Christmas Eve Eve more than I like Christmas. Yeah. As far as like days go. I mean, obviously I like the, you know, I mean, obviously Christmas is a the holiday that I prefer. But the day itself, like Christmas Eve Eve, is like before all of the festivities begin. But it's still like close enough to the festivities that it's still like holiday. So it's normally like a real, you know, like lax day where you just like hang out and do nothing. Before right. you go crazy driving all over to see everyone. Yeah, that is the worst part. And I usually spend my Christmas Eve Eve shopping, but not this year, buddy. Because I am done. I'm so proud of you. I really am. I've said that a lot, but and I'm done wrapping too. I'm so I mean I'm like I've got like five presents left. I know. You're just a rock star this year. And I normally wrap on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. <laughs> I normally stop wrapping until like five a.m. and then I go to sleep for like one hour before my kids wake me up. Not this year. Not this year, buddy. I'm going to get a full night's sleep. You probably won't. No, I'm going to. Okay. All right. Well, let's get off here. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our three tiers at the $5 level. We've got the moderately wicked for $7 a month. We've got the awesomely wicked. And for all of those high rollers, big ballers out there, we got the $10 level, the extraordinarily wicked. As a member of our Patreon, you are entitled to bonus episodes. Uh, you also get a one-time shout out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over, join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones for a direct feed of our podcast please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com great news you can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts that's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your weekly dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and Podfriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose, dose of, of wicked. But um podcast listener do you love talking about movies music tv comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine this season the panelists discuss the best james bond film the best elton john single 
the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.